Texas continues construction of the border wall, inflation gets worse under Biden, and the White House tries to scare people into getting the vaccine before Christmas. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. Alright, welcome back to the show. I apologize for not being in or doing any shows last week. I was out sick, but let's go ahead and jump into things here. So let's go ahead and start off with uh, a lot of the news surrounding the actual OSHA mandate. So if you remember uh, a couple of months ago, the the motion was basically blocked. Biden was trying to force all companies that had 100 or more employees to get the vaccine, to force their employees to get the vaccine effectively. And if they didn't do it, there was going to be all of these fees and everything else associated with that. As a result, though, the courts basically said, you know what, you can't do that. We're basically holding you off. We're staying it right now. So as a result, None of the companies had to really comply to that. Well, that actually kind of went through very recently, and they basically said, okay, the Biden administration can go ahead and presume, uh, resume their efforts to push through this mandate, which is, of course, ridiculous. Governmental overreach. We all, we all know the story already associated with that. But uh, DeSantis actually chimed in a bit on this story in regards to what was going on, because that was one of the big things, is that now that Biden can actually go ahead and push through this mandate, what happens to Florida? What happens to the state where we are and have been open this entire time and haven't had any vaccine mandates? What's going to happen with that? So um, so first of all, just to recap, like I said, it was the appeals court uh, that had ruled and basically allowed for Biden's vaccine mandate for the private employees to take effect in uh, these in New York, California, and things like that, and all the other states. So DeSantis said in a statement, I do think we're going to we're going to get positive relief from the Supreme Court on that. Um, But, Maria, what we did in Florida is we didn't leave it to chance. We passed um, substantive uh, uh, protections in a special session for Floridians so that they were able to have generous ability to opt out of these types of mandates. So the real question is going to be what's going to happen as a result of this. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, but I'm hoping that DeSantis can put through enough things to basically keep companies from having to be forced to do this. And, and there's also the, of course, the question of, well, if the companies maybe have a headquarters in another state, but they have offices in other places, how's that going to basically be dealt with as far as who needs to get the vaccination? Does it really matter at all? Is it based off of the specific state or what else? And that's really what we need to be kind of looking at, but I'll keep you updated on that. So moving on to the next story here. So Texas is actually going to go ahead and move on with the border wall construction. This is actually really big news because what's been happening right now, one of the biggest oversights in this Biden administration has been the border. There's almost besides just him messing up everything else as far as the, the virus and so many other foreign policy issues. The border was a big one because during all of his stuff, talking about all of the speeches talking about how much Americans need to get vaccinated and trying to virtue signal, trying to scare people into getting the vaccine. He never closed the border. I mean, 
This is one of the biggest oversights I've ever seen in an administration because they're forced to leave it open. But yet, when the Omicron variant pops up, all of a sudden, he is banning travel from certain areas like South Africa. So very kind of strange that this is happening. But either way, it's good news for everyone in Texas, for the United States, because this wall needed to be built. Regardless, that was one of the biggest things that needed to happen over the past few years. And Texas is going to continue to do that. So basically... Uh, the statement here from uh, Greg Abbott is saying Texas has officially started building its own border wall. Biden allows open border policies and refuses to enforce laws passed by Congress to secure the border and enforce immigration laws. Texas is stepping up to do the federal government's job. And and really, that's a good thing. I mean, this is this is exactly what should be happening. I think a lot of other states need to pay attention to this. It, obviously, it may not be specifically de- dealing with a border wall, but with just anything else. We need to forget about the federal government and start handling the state's issues on their own because that was what the United States was actually designed to do. That was the entire point. The founding fathers believed that the states were going to have severely more power than what the actual federal government had because people would just simply care more about the states, the the local things, the people that were closer to them and their areas. But we live in a time where everyone's expecting the federal government to do everything. That's not what's happening. This is also why midterms are going to be a big deal. And I know that a lot of the Democrats are scared like crazy right now because they're in for it. They're in for it next year because right now their stuff's not popular. When you when you have Biden right there forcing people to get vaccinations and just so many other things going on right now, the t- the tide is turning. the The approval rating of Biden is so low; it's absolutely insane. I mean, it's one of the lowest approval ratings I think I've ever seen in my lifetime from a president. And and it's absolutely just insane what's really taking place here. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens. But I think that the states need to be levying the power that they have, take the responsibilities away from the federal government and do it yourself, because otherwise that's the only way that things are actually going to be able to get done. Now, many of you are probably planning on traveling over the holidays. I'm not doing any specific long distance traveling, but I know a lot of people are. And just even leading up to that, before you've, of course, you have even traveled anywhere specifically for Christmas, just traveling in general, you've noticed the gas prices have absolutely skyrocketed like everything else. And of course, that's not it. It's not just the gas prices. We're also looking at just the the hotels and so many other things. So AAA, which is the organization that oftentimes has the catalog and post deals and things like that to help people for all their traveling needs, basically put out a statement saying Americans have, uh, who, who had to cancel gateways and get togethers last year because of the pandemic are making up for lost time this holiday season. More than 109 million people, an almost 34% increase from 2020 will travel 50 miles or more as they hit the road, board airplanes, et cetera, et cetera. So the uh, they're, they're basically saying here that the, the levels are significantly higher. The airlines are going to see a 184% e- increase from last year. But the gas prices have gone up like crazy. So road trips remain the top mode of travel during the holidays, with over $100 million planning to head to their de- destinations. And cars, despite gas costing $1.25 per gallon more than it did last year, and then more than 6 million people are expected to travel by air, while 3 million people are booking buses, trains, cruises, 
prices, etc. So really what this is about is the inflation. So the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics actually posted about this, about the consumer price inflation, because this is such a massive deal. And they're saying that the inflation has reached a rate of 6.8 in November, the largest year over year increase since June of 1982. Okay. That's a massive, I mean, we're breaking records on inflation right now. And really, it's just the same that you see Democrats ignoring this, just pretending as if this isn't the worst situation we've ever been in. What this tells me when we see stuff like this is that we're in for some type of major recession at some point where the market can no longer deal with what's happening. And all of this is happening under Biden's administration. All of it's happening while he's the one supposedly that's in control. So we ought to be worried about this and paying attention to what's actually happening. So there's even a, a few other things that they're uh, talking about here. We, we talk about gas, used vehicles, hotels, new vehicles have risen 58%, 31%, 25%, and 11% respectively. So we're seeing just everything. Almost Some of these are almost doubling in, in a way in price, but we're seeing 50% increases like that is absolutely insane when we're talking about gas. Used vehicles up 31%. Uh, hotels up 25%, new vehicles up 11%. This is unacceptable policy, unacceptable behavior from this administration, and they're getting away with it. That's what's so crazy about this. No one cares to tell them anything about what they're doing that's wrong. So we'll see where this inflation takes us. Only at this point, time will simply have to just tell us, and we'll have to just wait and see. So in a bit of a different story, we actually have... Uh, we have the famous writer from Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. She now is kind of under fire again. And it's really, really interesting every time I see stories about her because a few years ago, she was changing one of the characters in Harry Potter. I think it was one of the, the wizards that was in there and basically saying that he was gay or something and kind of adding in this stuff. By the way, she had already written the books. She had already done all of the movies. And then after the fact, kind of did what they call a retcon, where you basically retroactively go back into the old media, things you've already done, and change something and say, oh, by the way, that character's gay. So at the time, of course, everybody was saying, this is ridiculous. She's only doing this because she's trying to score points with the woke crowd. And, and don't get me wrong, J.K. Rowling still is a liberal. It's not like she's some even remotely conservative at all. But she is a feminist, and she's specifically a trans-exclusionary feminist. And that's what makes the left so mad. They hate that. They hate the fact that she does not believe that it, at any given point in time, a man can choose to simply be a woman without surgery, without hormone treatment, does not matter. That they can do whatever they want to do that. And she feels like that is infringing on women's rights, which of course it is. So it was actually kind of interesting because she put out an article that was, uh, I think it was the, the dailymail.co.uk that usually reports on this stuff, where they were telling people in the article that the, that the uh, police were effectively having these rape victims, and, and the people that they were charging with rape they were basically saying they were women <laughs> like, and of course that doesn't make any sense. So she posted this, this, uh, tweet saying war is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. 
and pe- and the penis individual that raped you is a woman as a basically to joke about what's really happening because the article is talking about the idea that you had these police literally putting it in that women were raping women when that is not the case. What it is is that you have effectively these pedophiles and sexual offenders, men, and then what they do is that they basically identify as a woman to get thrown in female prison. And then they get thrown in with women. They rape these women. Some of them have even gotten pregnant. It's absolutely insane the depths that people are going to going through right now to try and appease this new woke transsexual thing that's going on. It, it doesn't make sense. And to the point that you're really oppressing women, they're trying to delete women, what it means to be a woman. I was recently talking uh, or involved in a discussion with somebody that was uh, apparently trans or something. And we had a bunch of other people that were conservative uh, basically arguing with arguing with them about just the absurdity of what they're saying, what they're claiming. And and one of the things that they were talking about in there was they were they were trying to make this claim of, well, I am a woman and I, I believe I'm a woman. And, and I asked them a simple question. Define woman. What is a woman? Is it a, a, the dress? Like what? In other words, what did you do to become the woman that you think that you are? Right. And and and, and I basically laid out a few things and I said, well, if, if it's a dress, then are you saying that? That you that it's the dress that defines a woman. If it's the long hair, you're saying it's long hair that defines a woman. What is it specifically that does it? Because if you say any of those things, you're going to come off as a sexist to say that. Oh well, the the dress is what makes the woman, or just having long hair it simply makes a woman a woman. It it all culminates to this ridiculous sense of these people that they don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea what's going on, zero common sense whatsoever, and they hate J.K. Rowling for actually pointing this out. And, and it's interesting to me to see these people that the left loved a few years ago be literally uh, canceled in a way, or at least that they try to cancel simply because they don't align with the radical left. That's what, you know, and, and it really kind of brings to the uh, brings up the point that I've heard a lot of people say where the, the, the left has left the the normal liberals. I mean, that's what's happening. Their party has left them. Right. Because it has gone so progressive, so far out in left field, literally, <laughs> that they no longer align with them anymore. They they may have felt liberal on a lot of policies and things like that, but now if they're not basically saying that a, at the drop of a hat that somebody can just turn into a woman automatically with no surgery, but nothing changing besides what they tell you to call them, then all of a sudden you're not included in that cool kids crowd that they like to look at anymore you're not you're no longer a part of that group so very interesting to see that and a part of that a portion of that or the fallout that really comes from this is now the quidditch league quidditch by the way is the game they play in the harry potter movies and in the books but the quidditch league is changing his name because jk rowling who invented it by the way literally came up with the game okay they're calling her transphobic and they're basically trying to detach themselves from it. So they're changing the name and moving it somewhere else. This is the next step right here. This is what they're trying to do. These people are so mad that she simply does not go along with the transsexual community. That's where we're at. And no matter what she does, it's probably never going to be enough. Cause if she does apologize, people are going to attack her for it. But Hey, you know, it is interesting to see this happen because I think what this is, is a wake up call to a lot of Democrats that 
your party no longer is the party that you remember. Whoever it is you think you're voting for, that's not who they are anymore. They are they have simply left you in the dust because they moved on to bigger and more woke things as a result of that. So now you actually see um, a bit of the some of these organizations that are trying to force people to get the vaccine. This is uh, the newest kind of thing that they've been trying to do. We've seen, of course, uh, the gay men's choir talking about vaccines and just a thousand other things. But now there's actually this group that is doing a Ghostbusters commercial, uh, or at least, sorry, it's a more of a parody of a Ghostbusters commercial and all centered around getting the vaccine and fighting misinformation or what they're calling myths. So check this out here. Are you troubled by strange vaccination theories in the middle of the night? Do you worry that the vaccine has changed your DNA? Have you or anyone in your family seen a magnet clinging to a recently vaccinated person? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Mythbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your vaccine-related conspiratorial needs. We're ready to inform you. All right, so obviously extremely corny, but that's actually the point behind that whole entire thing. So here's actually what they're basing this off of. This is from the uh, the actual Ghostbusters commercial from a long time ago, before I was born. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. All right. So that's basically what they're basing that entire thing off of. And so once again, I have to ask the question. I mean, who in their right mind saw this that wasn't going to get vaccinated and then all of a sudden decided, hey, you know what? They're right. That was so funny. I'm going to get vaccinated now. This stuff has gotten way out of hand with these people. I'm sick and tired of seeing it. It just never, it's a never ending thing. It really is. It's always something that they're trying to do to point to, to pretend as if somehow this is helping somebody uh, or, or in some way going to change someone's mind. It never is going to do that. It really won't. And so what's the point of trying this stuff in the first place? I'll never know. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So, uh, by the way, just a quick note, uh, Nick Sandman, Nicholas Sandman, he was the, the, the Covington kid. He was the one that was, uh, suing a bunch of these different news organizations. Um, I believe the first one may have been CNN. I'm not entirely sure, but now he just announced that he won another lawsuit, basically, or at least that they settled, which effectively means that he was paid out some amount of money. This is from NBC this time instead of CNN. Um, we knew that the amount from the lawsuit was $275 million, uh, at least that was the original lawsuit amount. So I'm assuming they obviously settled for significantly less than that. How much it was, we don't know. Um, I wish they would have put it out there because at least we would have been able to know it, how much these news organizations were really hurt, of course. And, uh, and also, we obviously have to look forward to the Kyle Rittenhouse lawsuits as well, because ultimately his probably have even a higher claim considering the fact that they lied through their teeth the entire time and it was such an ongoing thing so it shouldn't be hard to prove uh that the fact that they've been lying this entire time so one thing that's been bothering me like crazy over the past month is the fact that the media 
Democrats, nobody seems to understand and realize the hypocrisy that's going on right now. So last year, last year before uh, before November 3rd, what we were dealing with with COVID was not great necessarily, but it was still something that was there. It was the best that we could do. We understood what, what was happening, but we also wanted to keep our freedoms because that's a part of living life in the United States of America, right? We all know that. But the thing is that what, what one of the big things that the media was doing that entire time was that every time on CNN, if you turned on CNN, any given point in the day last year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they had a case counter or a death counter. And they put up on the screen or beneath in their little lower thirds, whatever was the worst at that time. So if the deaths were really bad and in particular week or month, the death counter was on CNN. And if it was the cases that were really high, they put the case count on there. It was whatever looked the worst at the time, all while Trump was president, because that was their goal. Their goal was to pin everything on Trump. No matter what was happening, they wanted to make sure that people were reminded of how many people had the uh, either died from the coronavirus or had it in some way. Now we fast forward to today, and you see none of that. You see literally none of it. There's no death counter. There's no uh, th- There's no case counter. There's literally nothing there to tell you what's actually happening. So if you asked a bunch of Americans last, random people last year, how many people have generally speaking have died from coronavirus, they could probably tell you because there was nothing but that counter being stuffed in your face 24 hours a day. You ask those same people that same question today, and I guarantee you most of them will have absolutely no idea because they aren't being force-fed the information. So here it is. As of literally, I think, just a couple of days ago, the death toll hits 800,000 people dying from at least what they're saying is from coronavirus. We already know that these deaths aren't super, super accurate because a lot of them were people that died with comorbidities. That's not being taken taken into consideration at all, but or even the age of the people as well that died. But here's a tweet from Biden from uh, from uh, October last year. Okay, and he said 220,000 deaths. That's what it was at the time. If you hear nothing else, I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who is responsible for that many deaths, sorry for hitting the mic. Anyone who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain president of the United States. Okay, so now they had nothing to to say to blame him on at this, at, at, or at least at this point, right? Like at Trump, they had nothing to specifically blame him for with this virus. I mean, he banned travel from China. He did everything he was supposed to do at the time. Here we are today. We've got three vaccines. We've got a ton more boosters. We've got endless lockdowns in certain places, certain cities, especially the the liberal ones like California. We've got vaccinations being forced on private businesses. We've got vaccinations being forced in many other areas. Masks being mandated at schools in some places at on at the airports. Uh, you name it. All of that happening. And the deaths now are higher significantly than they were last year. By the way, most of these deaths have actually occurred while Biden was technically president, quote unquote, right? Um, most of those deaths have occurred since then. 
than they did under Trump. So actually, the fact is, that just the mere fact based off of statistics alone, is that you were better off last year with no vaccination than you were this year with the vaccination. What does that tell us? To me, what that says is that all of this mess with the vaccines does not work. And not only doesn't work, it significantly makes the problem worse. Every time we get a new vaccine, we get a new variant. Every single time. But every, they continue to pretend as if this is the biggest deal on planet, or at least that the vaccines are the best, biggest deal on planet Earth. But notice that nobody's blaming Biden for these deaths. Nobody's running the death counter at CNN or the case counter on any of these liberal news networks. Notice how that's not happening. And, and you know the difference of what's really taking place here is that conservatives are not blaming Biden for all of these deaths either, which is very odd. They, Democrats had no problem last year literally saying Trump has the blood of over 200,000 people on his hands. But now you don't see Republicans saying anything about what Biden has done. Nothing. Funny how that works, how we back down all of a sudden for that. But that's another story for another day. But either way, the point is that the, the deaths are significantly worse than they were before. And yet you don't see anywhere near the same vitriol towards Biden that you do or did towards Trump at that time. People aren't even aware of this. I wonder what would happen if people actually were aware of this. The White House, of course, is meanwhile trying to scare people about the Omicron variant, but leading up to Christmas. So they actually said it. This, this is on their website. I mean, this is crazy, but it's on their website. It says, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. We're done, or sorry, you've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a, a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your family, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Now, does that sound, does that sound like a, an administration that actually cares about freedom in the United States? No, it doesn't sound like that at all to me. What it sounds like is them trying to fear monger, like they always do, People into getting the vaccine because they don't know anything else better to do. And especially specifically about the Omicron variant. Okay, well, let's look at this. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that doesn't really go along with this narrative at all. Check this story out. So authorities report first U.S. death attributed to Omicron amidst widespread Democrat panic. So it's almost as if they're trying to make people worried like crazy about this Omicron variant, even though it's not all that deadly. I wonder why that is. I wonder why. Remember, all, they, they call themselves the party of science, but they don't care about science because any person that studies viruses or anything like that will tell you that when mutations happen, they become more infectious, but less deadly. That's the way that these viruses continue to survive. If they become more deadly, they kill the host that they desperately need to live in the first place. Hello? This is, this is basic science that Democrats choose to ignore. So all of this stuff about Omicron variant, that whole statement, one person, Died. What one person that they can prove has died from Omicron right now. And remember, you still can't test specifically for the variants because they have to be sent off to some specific lab for them to be able to tell which ones were a certain variant or not. It, it's crazy what's happening, but just do understand that this is absolutely ridiculous. So the health officials in Texas announced on Monday that it recorded the first death related to the Omicron variant. The man was in his 50s, unvaccinated, had underlying health conditions. All of that stuff. 
the point is that the Omicron scare has the, the way they've been trying to scare us into the Omicron virus or variant has been happening for the past few weeks, at least at the very least. Even shutting down travel from South Africa, which, by the way, I wonder if they still have that shut down. I mean, nobody seems to be talking about that one anymore. The whole tolerant administration shutting down travel from uh, a predominantly black nation. Kind of weird for that to happen. But the point is that the Omicron variant is not that deadly at all. Not even close. And this is the way that things have been for a while. That That's the way that they've been operating all of this. That's the way that they always try to make things seem like they're worse than they really are. So those are the actual facts there for that. By the way, uh, if you're uh, listening to this on audio, I'm showing a little clip here from uh, liberals of TikTok on Twitter of this guy standing in what looks like a Sam's or a Costco with basically kind of a pseudo hazmat suit kind of. I mean, he's got the entire face covering uh, with, with the tube going from the back of his head down to the respirator air pack on his hip. Uh, crazy, right? I mean, this is, these are the people that buy into this, right? And, and I, and there was a guy in the comments that actually said, uh, something about this, this guy dressed up in the whole full head gear and everything. He said, well, guys, you don't know. He might be immunocompromised or something, you know, we just let live and let live, right guys. I mean, come on, right? What's the big deal? Here's the big deal. The guy doesn't have any gloves on, <laughs> right? I mean, the stupidity is, is written right over these, right on these people. You don't have to look far for it, folks. First of all, why is he even doing this when there's so many applications and, and stores that deliver groceries now? It's insane to be in a store if you're that really that worried about it. To me, this is nothing but probably a political statement of some sort. That's what these people like to do all the time. So, Really crazy stuff, but not surprising. These are the people that try to, that, that believe what the Democrats are selling. I don't. People that question things and are smart about things, they don't, they don't just go right along with what the Democrats are trying to sell us. There's, uh, there's other information out there. And that information is the information you need to be paying attention to. Whatever it is they're censoring, that's what we need to be looking at. That's what you need to know. What they don't want you to know is what you need to know. Those are facts. And it doesn't matter what the Democrats think about that. It is what it is. So with that being said, that's all I have for you on this specific show. I'll be back on Thursday for the last show for the next couple of weeks until the next year. But with that being said, that's all I have for you on this one. I'll see you on the next one.